0: Welcome back from the weekend, everybody. This is the Freedom Warrior podcast. My name is Derek. It is the day after the Super Bowl. Uh, sadly, it's a Monday, but I'd like to touch on a couple things uh, all regarding the NFL and the Super Bowl. And then on a few more words on the Virginia governor's uh, Ku, Klux Klan, Ku Klux Klan controversy. And then uh, I've got a few more stories in the queue here i'd like to touch on so i'll just go ahead and uh, forward march and get right into these uh nfl kneeling so the kaepernick issue dominated much of the talk for the super bowl you know people couldn't even uh decline to do the super bowl show without saying that their reason is uh they're boycotting the nfl in favor of or kaepernick I was about to say Kaepernism, which is basically what it's turned into. It's an ism where you believe stupid things because you suck at football and need to be paid and want to be like a a poor man's uh, MLK, which you aren't. Um, But anyway, so the, the Kaepernick issue is a microcosm of leftist ideology. So the oppression mindset is the core of left of leftism across all issues you'll see it everywhere it defines their costs you know leftists believe america oppressed other nations past peoples our own people and it goes way beyond that Um, believing that blacks are oppressed while there are grains of truth to the statement and certainly throughout history they have been uh, it's something that leftism would have been convinced of regardless of the prevalence The leftist mindset is pre-programmed to lean in this direction. In other words, there is no amount of improvements or progress that can be made that would satiate the demands of the left. The entire idea uh, is a moving target. Everything that they ask for, demand, I should say. A goal that can never be fully achieved or realized. That's the dangerous part of identity politics, social justice, intersectionalism, whatever you want to call it. Uh, or all things race i just call it that um, you know how how long has jesse jackson been pushing this stuff i mean he was way before social justice warriors were a thing way before the internet uh, he was the original social justice warrior and it, you can look at other issues and you'll see it come up there too with feminism how many eras of feminism can a society have before it gets to a point of absurdity uh, i mean how many decades can you advocate on behalf of a specific little segment of the population before you know that that population begins to resent opposite identities and large buckets of people and since we're now into february which is of course black history month it's worth noting how contradictory modern progressives are when they speak of martin luther king jr's message in particular Uh, Colin Kaepernick and all of the uh, the folks that are doing the kneeling so I, I pulled together a few Martin Luther King Jr. quotes and you tell me if you think modern progressives are living up to his messages and here we go darkness cannot drive out darkness only light can do that hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that how about free at last free at last, thank God almighty, we are free at last. Would progressives, by the way, uh, break from that, would progressives latch on to the thank God almighty part? The Democrat-controlled House Natural Resource Committee just produced a draft rules document that removed so help you God from the oaths required of witnesses before the committee. So I can already tell you just the fact that martin luther king jr mentioned god modern progressives would not be a fan of him for that so back to a couple other quotes if we are not careful our colleges will produce a group of closed-minded unscientific illogical propagandists consumed with immoral acts be careful brethren brethren be careful teachers sounds like a sounds like a conservative (laughs) warning of the liberal college bias um, how about this one science investigates religion interprets science gives man knowledge which is power religion gives man wisdom which is control science deals mainly with facts religion deals mainly with values the two are not rivals I wish you could tell a few more modern progressives that all right next one All we say to America is, be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand the denial of of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they hadn't committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of the press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest for right. So recent polls on college campuses in America show that upcoming leftists believe that tolerance, which is to say their left-leaning view of what defines tolerance, is more important than free speech. So keep that in mind when you listen to that quote from Martin Luther King Jr., Um, you know what? And and finally, here's the big one, the big quote that everyone remembers of of Martin Luther King Jr. At least, this is one that comes to mind for me when when I'm looking at modern progressives and the way they handle race and how different they are from Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, His quote, I have a dream that for my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. You see, identity politics of modern progressivism leans more in the direction of color a color-based society than the opposite. The hypersensitivity to all social issues and social justice, justice issues has created an environment where people have retreated into color and ideological-based hives. We're now further from the world that Martin Luther King was seeking uh, back when he died in 1968. We're not closer to it, we've regressed. We haven't progressed, we have regressed. We live in a society that puts far too much weight on skin color, gender, race, etc. If we put less emphasis on it, maybe the issues would naturally resolve. It wouldn't be perfect, but they would be in a better uh, they'd be in better shape than where we're at now. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, we cannot drive out the darkness with darkness. We cannot hate on others in order to produce justice this will create more injustice not justice and we must remember that the road to hell is paved with good intentions and on that note i'm diving right into the super bowl so the halftime performance wasn't too too bad i didn't really care for it but i mean it's just as far as the musical taste goes but um you know it was pretty apolitical fairly apolitical it certainly wasn't a down your throat you know, like the Black Panther March that uh, Beyonce did a few years back. And, you know, he was pressured. uh, Adam Levine or whatever his name is from Maroon 5, I mean, he was really pressured to do the full SJW routine and kneel and do everything, but he didn't. So that's uh, pretty impressive on his behalf. But um, I have to say that the the ads, though, were really uh, a couple of them were kind of over the top and annoying. Uh one of them was a an ad about a Toyota female uh, it was by Toyota about a female uh football uh athlete who made a uh got scholarship or um you know made a team somewhere and the ad was just over the top, you know, in your face girl power, you know, it, it was a, a lot. So my wife thought that this ad was a great message but i just couldn't hold it in i i i told you there's there's nothing good about telling young girls that they should or can play football football is a gladiator sport it's not exactly a sport that is uh what i would want my daughter getting into i wouldn't even want my son getting into it but uh at least you know in mma they have women only divisions so they're actually competing against other women We're trying to they're trying to get us to celebrate women joining men at the college level to compete in a physical gladiator sport, which is ridiculous. It's a bad message. It's a horrible message. Um, There's no way women should be playing grown man football. It's a disaster waiting to happen. People are going to be seriously injured if they think that's, you know, what what's right. Um, But the ad ended with this girl or this woman, I should say. To be fair, a woman named Tony, I forget her last name, but her name uh, is not really too uh, pertinent here other than to say in the ad they closed by saying, uh, Tony was saying that, but I've never been a big fan of assumptions. So, you know, basically telling you don't judge a book by its cover because just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't play football. Well, if the assumption you're speaking of is that Women can't play football, well, then there's good reason for it. The fact that one woman found a way onto a junior college team is, while significant and historic, not going to change one damn bit when it comes to the capabilities of women being able to compete with men in a sport such as football. Do people genuinely believe that the reason women aren't playing college football on Saturdays or Sundays is because of assumptions? Is that what people really believe? I mean, the reason that the reason is that the female body is not nearly strong enough to compete with the fastest, strongest, quickest and, and sk- most skilled uh, male bodies out there competing on the other side of the fence amongst themselves. Ninety nine percent of men aren't fast enough, strong enough, et cetera, to go play f- college football. Even most m- male uh, high school football players who are good at football and then even more so uh when you talk about going pro no woman is ever going to go pro in football get out of here it's not happening um yeah so i mean 100% of women are not fast enough strong enough talented enough etc to play professional men's sports and i mean that across the board why are we pushing them down that path if the goal is to create you know more women's sports i'm okay with that but if the goal is to pioneer the way for women to have a more broad role in men's athletics, it's a fantasy, which is why this movement deserves to be owned by the left. Their cause is one fantasy after another. It's what they deal with. They're, their currency is fantasy. Selling, selling fantasies. This goes back to the, uh, the agenda to push women into any and all male spaces. Why aren't there more equal... Uh, 50 50 representation in stem fields why aren't there more women in fill in the blank you know there's always something that why aren't there more women doing this well maybe they just didn't want to do it isn't maybe it's just that simple well why why do you overthink it you know the guy who got fired by google for expressing his uh, opinion on this subject he had a valid point he said that you know basically that men and women have different interests passions and desires and he backed it up you know with research and no one really cared and he got fired and that's it for him but his his point is valid stop trying to push women into lanes they don't even want to do not to mention the lanes where they will perform well below the male equivalent i mean this is that comments directed at the the football ambitions not the stem jobs but i'm just saying that you're not going to do well why are you going why are you going down that path the same applies to women in combat arms. I'm I'm fine with women I am I'm, I'm happy women are in the military. I love it. I'm glad we have, you know, every capable warfighter there, you know, c- contributing in the fight across almost all uh, MOS lines in the army or jobs in the army. But there are certain things that I just don't think you should be pushing uh to break down these these barriers. The barriers are there for a good reason. Some of them are just you know, innate and physical. and You just aren't going to change it. Let women do what they want. Let the chips fall and just let it be. Play the ball where it lies, to use a golf analogy. Just play the ball where it lies. Stop trying to change everything. It's not like they're oppressed. That's not why women aren't in football. Um, and then the other ad that was ridiculous was, of course, Washington Post's uh, De- Democracy Dies in Darkness ad, which I, I – I didn't, even, I didn't even pay attention to it, to be honest. When it, when it came on, I caught the tail end of it. I think I was uh, in the kitchen grabbing a beer or something. But this ad featured several journalists who had been killed doing their jobs, including the, uh, the kidshogi guy. And it painted journalists as these unbiased sources of information necessary for democracy to exist. Are, are there any other professions that pat themselves on the back as often as journalism? I, I can't think of one. I mean, I, I've, I've been around a, a career field in the military where, you know, these people could rightfully so pat themselves on the back and no one would say a damn thing because they earned it. But they don't. They're humble. What, who sits there and just pats themselves on the back like, ooh, the world would fall apart if I didn't do my job one every day. Good thing you got me. No, you're saying that because you're insecure about it. That's, that's what's the problem. Um, you know, I was in a big studio in Washington, DC, a couple weeks ago, WTOP studios. They have a new studio. They're opening up here in Virginia and, uh, or in, well, I think it was in DC technically. Um, anyways, uh, well, maybe even technically Maryland, who cares? It's a studio. And, uh, on their, It's, by the way, the same studio that the governor did his infanticide uh, interview uh, this past week. But in the studio, they literally wrote out the First Amendment on the glass windows of their main conference room. And then when they were giving me a tour on it, they said, oh, and we take this so seriously because, you know, we're in we're in journalism where, you know, the First Amendment is so important to us. Well, I agree that it's important. I'm all for the First Amendment. It's just that these people are so full of themselves as if news wouldn't spread without them. Like information would just hit a brick wall and never get, get find its way to the people. When people call them the enemy of the people, they do so because so much of the media fails to cover things fairly. It's not even close in the case of organizations such as the Washington Post. At least Fox News admits to having a right-leaning slant. Washington Post, New York Times, CNN, etc., ABC, CBS, all them, they claim to be unbiased on the middle of reporters, which they are clearly not. And anyone that can judge somewhat objectively can see it. And on that note, I want to take a moment to just tear into the Washington Post uh cuz they are close to this uh Northrum uh, KKK controversy going on up here in Virginia. And Uh, they're, they're a bit of a a disgrace and I can't, I can't even stand saying the words Washington post. They're so, they're so shady. Uh, and, and by the way, that let me hit on what Tucker Carlson said over a few weeks, a few days ago, he said, it's not a newspaper. It's a newsletter for the democratic party, which, uh, that's, that's pretty damn valid. That is pretty damn valid. Um, but let's look at a few. Stories of the so-called democracy dies in darkness newsletter that uh, when they put Republicans on blast on a handful of occasions in the past years, just a few to highlight. Uh, Back in 2012, the uh, the Post published a 5,400 word expose claiming Mitt Romney pinned a kid down and gave him an involuntary haircut in 1965. When he was in high school, so sixty-five versus Northth- Northam's um, nineteen eighty-four KKK costume, and then you know they just they couldn't find it in them to dig in a little bit to Northam, you know twenty some years later, when he was in his mid twenties. So democracy does in, uh, die in darkness, but they intentionally leave the lights off when it comes to potentially damaging information of a local democrat politician and then let's go uh and look at another example back in 2011 they did another long expose charging rick perry uh that on some crime that he had a a rock on his property that he leases out that had the n-word painted on it that had been painted over with white paint now how does that compare to governor blackface or governor kkk I mean, talk about leaving no stone unturned. They're they're literally digging up stones on a Republican's, um, you know, uh, leasing property or leased property. Who knows? Probably came with a bucket of paint and, and some fine tip uh, paintbrushes. <laughs> I mean, what the heck is going on, Washington Post? You're over here finding literal rocks and you're ignoring a yearbook that's been sitting in a library for the last, uh, you know, 30 years uh so then go go forward into 2017 and this is touches back on northam uh in in 2017 the post editorial board jumped firmly into northam's camp and they it included a gushy editorial on the night of his victory party over uh gillespie romanticizing the quote the the triumph of decency over dread arguing that You know, Northam's campaign relied on decency, civility and fear, while Gillespie's uh, resorted to fear, dread and a uh, barely veiled racist coding. Um, So the editorial board apparently forgot that the pro Northam's uh, Latino victory funds nasty ad depicting. Uh, scared minorities finding themselves in the crosshairs of a Confederate flag flying pickup truck driver with a Gillespie campaign sticker. So on that note, it's also worth following up that the Lieutenant governor of Virginia, Justin Fairfax has new allegations that were surfacing just this afternoon or, or yesterday. Um, it's a, of the me too variety another you know random woman went to the the washington post and claimed that he had sexually assaulted her back in 2004 at the dnc convention in boston Uh, a woman by the name of vanessa tyson who is also a professor what is it with these professors um okay so fairfax denied the allegations which is pretty routine at this point especially if all she has is her word um and, and I guess it's, you know, regardless of evidence at this point, that's probably what's going to happen. But in his denial, this is this is Fairfax's denial, by the way. He says the person reported to be making this false allegation first approached The Washington Post, one of the nation's most prominent newspapers. I would argue against that. But anyways, uh, continuing with this quote more than a year ago, around the time of the lieutenant governor's historic inauguration, The post carefully investigated the claim for several months after being presented with the facts consistent with Lieutenant governor's denial uh, of the allegations, the absence of any evidence of corroborating um, the allegation uh, and the significant red flags and inconsistencies within the allegation. The post made the considered decision not to publish the story. Oh, gee, that sounds pretty damn uh, similar to Kavanaugh yet Washington post sure was eager to run with all of that nonsense. And I will say this too. If you have a sexual assault allegation against a prominent Democrat, don't go to the Washington Post. This is the same publication who drips saliva from their mouths whenever a Republican scandal pops up while actively avoiding countless Democrat scandals, including the huge ones this week from Governor Northam on the abortion issue and his Uh, KKK scandal they didn't dig into that even a bit during the uh, the election uh, and before so on that note Northam scandal here's a quick update the last I heard on it was that uh, they held an emergency meeting last night they I mean uh, Northam and and his camp and they requested the presence of uh, quote staffers of color according to the Washington post. So I don't know how true that is, but either way, um, this looks like this is going to end with his resignation. I can't imagine there's any way that he, you know, finds his way to wiggle out of this at this point. Um, it, he admitted to it and then he backtracked. And then while backtracking, he said that he does, he did indeed dress in blackface on a different occasion as a moonwalking Michael Jackson. So now it appears as though he has a habit of dressing in blackface or KKK attire. Because you know the apology was probably legit. Like that was him. It's on his page in the yearbook. Um, and then on top of that he admitted to moonwalking as a black Michael Jackson. Um, so it's been a complete disaster for him. So I, I would fully uh, suspect that he'll be out within the next 24 to 48 Um Tellingly, the mainstream media and Democrats uh, latched solely onto the picture in their calls for the governor's resignation. The The reaction from the same people regarding his apparent advocacy for infanticide, just crickets, nothing. So, you know, I think there's a good chance that somebody friendly to the Democrats put this out when they saw his horrible debacle on that radio show talking about infanticide. I think, I think they had this dirt on them the whole time. They were just hoping that they were the ones to, to do the um, releasing. Now, I know that there was somebody um, on the right who put this out. I think it was over there at Big League Politics, but still that doesn't mean more than one person didn't have this or someone didn't come forward with it before. Um, so anyways, not to be outdone, by the mainstream media's utter lack of interest in checking out Northam's past prior to the big story, uh, Google continues to show why they can't be trusted. When I typed Ralph Northam big league politics into a search bar, the story didn't even come up on the news tab of Google's front page. I mean, it came up, but it didn't come up from the original source, big league politics. Instead, all I got was uh, you know all the mainstream sites had their stories there, and and here it is in order. I took I took note of all of them in order from top to bottom of the page. And tell me what stands out to you. Uh, mind you, I'm Googling the actual name of the conservative site with the name of the governor and the scandal. The, this should be the top headline should be the original big league politics, uh, you know, page and story. Instead, I got a story from. Washington Post, NPR, Newsmax, New Zealand Herald, Wall Street Journal, New York Magazine, CNBC, Vox, Washington Times, Fox News, Washington Post again, Columbia Journalism Review, Washington Post again, PBS NewsHour, Washington Post again, New York Times, Slate, The Hill, Washington Post again, Think Progress, Business Insider, LA Times and Washington Examiner. So Washington Post got what? 4 one no, I'm sorry. 5 5 freaking times the Washington Post was linked to on the front page when I google Big League politics story that they broke. They broke this this is like the break of their lifetime. I mean, whoever the reporter was that got that that juicy uh story. I mean, they that that's the the story of their life. And you're telling me that <laughs> this is completely not suppressed it wasn't even on the front page it didn't even make the bottom of it google completely suppressed this other source um, so there you go google what a joke they have become i mean anyone with a finger and a keyboard can type in the same search and they'll see the same bias and by the way on the subject of that blackface picture it, how, how is it any worse than Barack Obama attending for years a church run by racist, anti-Semitic pastor Jeremiah Wright? And how is it worse than Democrat politicians cozying up to the racist anti-Semites like Luis Farrakhan and Al Sharpton? I mean, how is it worse? I, that, at least that's just one picture. What, what are the, what's the excuse of all these other prominent Democrat politicians taking, you know, smiling uh, photographs, grinning there next to Luis Farrakhan? and going to Jeremiah Wright's uh, church for years. I mean, that you don't have an excuse there. All right, next up, Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax. So over at Wall Street Journal today, there is a story by Alan Cole who had a piece uh, about the new progressive wealth tax. So uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren has proposed a federal wealth tax, which is 2% annually on assets above $50 million. And three percent on assets above one billion. However, it's it's not the tax that the con, the taxes are concentrated wealth, but that it does so clumsily. It 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 taxes on capital already that already exists in the U.S. and there is good arguments they should, but in failing to distinguish the difference between these uh, taxes on wealth, uh, Senator Warren has failed to you know, understand basic precepts of uh, economics, tax policy, and their administration. So a couple problems with this. One is that net worth is really difficult to measure. Uh, Oftentimes, there's nothing to base the tax on. How do you tax money that doesn't move if there's no transaction? Um, You need to adequately and accurately be able to You know, measure worth and measure wealth before you can go around taxing it with some generic 2%, 3% tax on all, you know, assets over X dollars. And then also, not all wealth is the same. So policy needs to reflect this. And it has for a long time, but, um, you know, Warren's solution just doesn't make these uh, necessary distinctions. So assets vary greatly. Some taxes are best taxed uh, as the peace. Uh, talks about on a percentage, while others are best taxed as a percentage of the return they produce, and and you know wealth in expensive homes is not as socially valuable as wealth invested in business ventures. That's, I mean that's that that alone should make this this tax proposal by Warren um, ridiculous. The fact that you're just weighing those equally. Someone owns a super expensive home, uh, and you're going to tax that in the, to to the same degree that you're going to heavily tax you know uh wealth that's invested in business ventures things that you know maybe provided a tangible benefit to society and also these taxes have already existed on capital for a long time and they've had their flaws but they're the result of years of experience and evolution working their way you know around the administrative state and economic characteristics of each kind of asset uh, Elizabeth Warren's choice to pass all of that and then just invent attacks of her own, it may mark her as a bold thinker in the eyes of her base, but uh, it shows that she has a utter lack of sophistication on this subject. It's just nothing more than another generic proposal aimed at low information voters to generate another revenue stream to fund you know, the administrative state. It's not a serious proposal, in other words. Um another uh piece on Wall Street Journal there' was a letter uh, from a California resident who was warning of the problems he was seeing in his state on uh more specifically the tax burden in California uh continually growing and and being increasingly concentrated um he i guess it, like hundred and fifty thousand families pay about half of the state's income taxes in California so if even 10% of those decide, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with all these taxes. I'm done with all these other issues that are going on in California, like homelessness and, and drug abuse and, you know, needles on the streets and, you know, feces. They need to actually have like a feces, a poop patrol to go around making sure that when you step on the public grass, you're not stepping on feces, um, human feces, not dogs. Like, <laughs> unreal. Uh so, you know, 10% of those people, if they were to just say, I'm leaving for uh, greener pastures, maybe Texas, I don't want to be taxed at all, um, that, that hole in the budget would be debilitating to Californians. And on that note, there are a lot of other issues going on over there. For example, you may or may not be aware, but uh, property crime is sky high in California as well. Thanks to Prop 47, which basically decriminalized theft of um, property below $950 a day, making their prosecution a non-priority. So basically just saying, whatever, you know, whatevs, go steal, go steal uh, an old iPhone. Don't matter. As long as it's not valued over $950, we're not even going to make it a priority to follow up with justice in this case. So Kaepernick should get on that. That doesn't sound like justice while he's over there in California uh so that's similar to what's going on in dc as i talked to uh, maybe five six episodes ago um about the law in dc cr- decriminalizing fare theft on the metro i mean it's a slippery slope what do you want to do you want to just eliminate all laws and just have anarchy you want to just incentivize bad behavior because that's what you're doing and also over there in california apparently building permits in some areas are taking up to 18 months for approval so why would millionaires and billionaires want to set up shop here where it's going to take you forever just to do, you know, even move forward uh, with a a house or a building and you're going to get the living crap tax out of you? So what will they do if they decide to leave? I don't know. But uh, I have to say that's for California to to decide because. You know they're not going to listen to any uh, moderates or any certainly any right-leaning people, even though they probably should, because you need to balance that out. It's too one-sided over there. You're getting to, uh, a good glimpse into what what's going on there. Um, so Schultz is uh, polling in double digits among Democrats. The Washington Examiner uh, released an internal poll that showed 17% when competing against Trump and either elizabeth warren or kamala harris so in a three a three-way race schultz is actually polling up to 17 percent, which is really high for a third-party candidate um it might not sound like a lot but that's a huge amount in a close race and as politico recently reported at least 35 percent of voters are willing to consider a third-party candidate so he's not gonna win but i mean he may do some damage to democrats and I mean, he is in a position to, do, to play spoiler. And that doesn't mean that he won't steal some votes from Trump as well. But he's polling really well among Democrats. I think they said something like 40 percent of Democrats were leaning towards him. Um, maybe maybe I, I'm off on that. I'll, I'll have to look into that to verify. I don't want to give you the wrong number. But Democrats are leaning towards him and a lot of the more moderate ones, um, the ones that are left, that is. Uh, let's see here oh one final just um, real wicked story coming out of New York and it ties into the abortion um, stories I've talked about there in New York with the new law so just to highlight how dastardly the New York abortion policies are check out this story okay a woman her name is Jennifer I I can't pronounce her last name but Irigoyen. Either way, we'll call her Jennifer. She was stabbed to death by a suspect in New York. The wanted man stabbed her and then dragged her down the stairs before leaving her to die, essentially. Um, she made it to the hospital after someone found her there on the, on the floor, I believe. But, you know, she was pronounced dead at the hospital, as was her uh, baby inside of her. And the victim, this woman could be heard yelling, he's got a knife. He's going to kill my baby before she was stabbed, of course. And why do I bring up such a brutal, sad story? Because in New York, the murder of that baby isn't even a crime. I mean, the murder of the mother is, but the, the baby, they removed all federal laws or statutes regarding or all, um, you know, state laws regarding, um, killing of babies even if it actually is murdered with a knife like it doesn't that's not a charge anymore that's you know the, the knife wound to the mother is but not the baby dying which is i mean what more can i say a woman is out there, like crying out that he's a, he's going to murder my baby essentially and that's exactly what he did and that's not even a criminal statute in new york so I mean, I'm sure he'll be charged with murder, but, I mean, he killed two people. And, you know, most New Yorkers don't even see why this would be sad because apparently they believe in killing up until one day before birth so long as the mother decides that she wants it or want, doesn't want it. But uh, all I can say is we're moving in the wrong direction, and we got we got to do better. We got to do better. Uh, Also, one last story, since I guess I got time for it. uh, More White House leaks um, over at Axios, a left-leaning outlet. They published a bunch of uh, Trump's private schedules, which is, I mean, it's not surprising at this point. But the big reveal was that 60% of his time was spent in executive time, which is, you know, I I deal with a lot of uh, people in... like on executive staffs and uh we block off a lot of time for them to have to themselves where they're still working but it's not necessarily categorized on their calendar well that's essentially what was happening here and you know it's just so that principals can get their work done um anyways as if it weren't obvious at this point we're witnessing clear malice towards the president and at this point that's all it is it's the only real effect of the leak is to increase the levels of paranoia and mayhem and, you know, further feed into the, the, uh, the narrative of the media that there's all this chaos happening. Well, yeah, you just caused it. You just made that chaos happen. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been chaotic had you not just done that. Why are you leaking the private schedule of the president of the United States? I mean, that is that is borderline treasonous. Whoever the hell is doing this is it's this stuff has to end. I mean, we wouldn't put up with this, even if it were happening against uh, Barack Obama. I'm sorry. That's not right to be leaking private details about the schedule of the president of the United States. I mean, the number of leaks from agencies, staffers, and other others in our government should alarm Americans. Many of these people uh, swear an oath to the nation. And anyone with a clearance swears an oath on paper that they'll always be loyal to their country and never reveal its secrets. But you know these people aren't aren't living up to that and if you can't li- live up to that standard you need to get the hell out of office get the hell out of government work find another trade but let me tell you this the big the big takeaway from this was that you know he's he's lazy because he takes up 60% of his time he isn't even actually doing you know they aren't saying what he's doing he's just in there tweeting or something no maybe he just doesn't want you To leak all of his stuff. Because obviously you're in his administration somewhere. And you're leaking all this crap. So good thing he didn't say what he was doing. Because you would have leaked it probably a year ago. So on that note. Screw leakers. You know. Love all you Americans. All you people who love freedom. Other than that. Enjoy it. Enjoy your freedom. It's starting to be uh, pretty warm outside by the way. 60 degrees. It was like negative... 50 back home in michigan i believe my parents were saying um so it almost feels like spring so uh get out there and enjoy your freedom tune in tomorrow also if you could go ahead and subscribe to the podcast at whatever source you use to listen to this podcast go ahead and also share i don't mind at all